Ungumtraten. Hi, hello, hola, and hello. Welcome to My Kids Think I'm Cool, but podcast. A podcast about getting knocked up in a foreign country, families living abroad, and raising children in a different culture. All while trying to keep your cool and not lose your shit. I'm your host, Jackie, an American Filipino mom living in Denmark, and my kids think I'm cool, but... I throw away my kids' artwork all the time. Yes, I said it. I throw away drawings my daughter makes. My daughter is crazy about coloring, drawing, arts and craft. You name it. She's making it, cutting it, doing whatever. She can do it all day long if she can. I'm getting a little overwhelmed with all the paperwork. I, and also, I already keep a huge folder of all her work that she does in her daycare. And it's been four years already and it's getting packed and piled up. So now, if it's just a piece of paper with her drawing a stick figure on it, uh, I just throw it away and tell her I keep it. But really, I don't because there's so much already artwork already in the folder that I just throw away the ones that are really not that nice <laughs> but do you guys have a butt and uh, want to read want me to read it out loud shoot it over to me via email or social media you know instagram facebook whatever you have i probably have too so just shoot it over and um, i will read it so other people will know what your butt is in today's episode we are going to speak about how moving abroad can really change your mindset and what you want to do in life, turning your passion into a business while living abroad as an international parent. For me, this is this really hits home because turning into a mother and raising my kids in an international atmosphere really changed the way I was thinking of what I want my life to be. If I didn't live abroad, I wouldn't have I would never have created this podcast about international life because I wasn't in it or living in it. The shift of living abroad gets you know, people thinking differently. We have to use our brains a little bit more and adapt to the country. I've been living in Denmark for almost seven years and my brain is always on overload because I'm learning a new word in Danish or facing a challenge uh, when I'm speaking to someone that I would never have uh, these challenges in the U.S. With that being said, I have a guest here who I am going to talk to her about her journey in Denmark and being an international parent. The guest also turned her passion of drawing to a business. Now she teaches kids and young adults how to draw this wonderful manga art. My guest is from Japan but married to a Dane and they have one son together. Welcome Coco to My Kids Think I'm Cool But podcast. Uh, thank you for being here and joining me on this podcast in this episode um so tell us a little bit about yourself so the audience and the listeners know who you are and yeah you can yeah answer. so hello everybody uh minasan konnichiwa uh, mm. my name is koko i am originally from tokyo japan and uh, i had moved to the u.s to study um actually art like a media art so i spent the high school and the college and i was working there at the really cool awesome um startup company but i met my husband so we did the long distance for actually almost four or five years really long time and then we decided to end it meaning we decided to get married and i moved to denmark so you left the u.s yes. to go to denmark exactly but at least uh, where in the u.s uh, were you living where 
Yeah. Uh, in Seattle, Washington. Okay. So the mm-hmm. weather is kind of similar. Very much. So I, I don't mind rain at all. I love it, actually. <laughs> okay. Actually, Tokyo also the same. It's kind of the same um, weather, right? Well, I would say, yes, Tokyo has rain. As we have a rain season in Japan, uh-huh. which is in June. Um, so, yeah, we do have a rain, but it's much warmer than Denmark, of course. Um, and we have more clear, uh, like long fall and maybe the uh, long longer spring. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, because it's, um, uh, how do you say, higher latitude or longitude? I don't know which <laughs> one, <laughs> but it's warmer country. So, okay. Yeah. So, you don't get the, uh, also, is it also dark? Uh, as dark in the winter uh, No, there? it doesn't get as dark as Denmark. We still have the sun. Okay. So we are happy about that. And uh, I didn't really appreciate about the sun until I moved to Denmark. <laughs> I think all of us who come from like a sunny country probably yeah. don't appreciate yeah. the sun till they come yeah. here. Yeah. But now when you see the sun, it's like the best thing in a life. Yeah, yeah. it is. <laughs> And when I actually go home to Los Angeles and I'm always in the sun and my friend's like, hey, why, why are you always outside? It's like, because I never get the sun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we appreciate it so much. So uh, the famous question uh, you probably already answered is, how did you end up in Denmark? Was it your choice to come here? Um, did you want <laughs> to come here? Uh, I know your your boyfriend and husband. Or yeah. boyfriend and husband, you have both. No. <laughs> uh, boyfriend at the time is from Dan- uh, Denmark. Did you want to yeah, come here and leave ha- the U.S.? We had a talk a lot. And the first time we thought that maybe he can come to the U.S. because he speaks English mm-hmm. already. And he thought that it would be good for us that we don't. I don't have to move to a brand new country to learn the brand new language. But that time, honestly, I had lived in America for, you know, quite a long time. And I was kind of hungry for a new adventure. So I said, no, it's okay. I'll, I'll move to Denmark. Let's just give it a shot. So I quit my job, uh, which I loved. I worked there for almost five years as a graphic designer slash uh, in design, uh, in-house illustrator. But I quit the job and uh, we got married actually in City Hall in Tokyo. Mm-hmm. And then I moved to Denmark in February, I remember. Yes. Was it an easy transition for you? Um, you know, tell us your few days uh, mm-hmm. here in Denmark as an international. What was going through your head uh, when you arrived at the airport? Because I had lived in Seattle for yeah. a while. And Seattle has a lot of Scandinavian um, background um, uh, people. So it wasn't too... I mean, for me, compared to moving to Denmark direct from Japan... I had a one step, you know, between America to Denmark. So it wasn't too much of a shock for me. Mm. Um, I was already getting used to American, um, like Western lifestyle. So it wasn't that much, actually. Okay. It was, I, it was okay. I handled it fine. Okay. Do you think if you moved from Japan to Yeah, that's De- going to be a huge difference, I think. Would be a huge difference. I think so. Especially, um, you know, I'm from Tokyo. So... Um, I I I don't I'm used to looking at all kind of in you know, the buildings and people and trains and you know all kinds of stuff, but it's more open space in Denmark here. Mm-hmm. So, and the culture is of course Asia and Europe. It's it's completely different. So it'll be even more bigger culture shock if you move from Japan. So Seattle is kind of like a stepping stone. I think of so. Like I took trend. a detour, and so it was kind of easy go. To yeah. Me, yeah. Know. 
um, I remember when I moved here to Denmark. Um, luckily, I already came to visit Denmark so many times that mm-hmm. I kind of knew what to expect. Yeah, yeah. Oh, me too. Uh, yeah, I came here twice or three times. So. Yeah. So, yeah, actually, a uh, long time ago, when I was a high school student, I came to Denmark as a high school exchange student. Oh wow! So you kind of already yes. had that. And I chose that Denmark because I thought, oh. It's a small country in Europe, and if I don't go now, I would probably never go. So I chose Denmark, and I now I live here. Yeah, <laughs> you never thought that as I a never, high schooler. If I don't do this, I never come. Yeah, because uh, yeah, and uh, life is strange. <laughs> yeah, now you live here. I live here, and I learned the language, kind of, and yeah, so it's weird. With with your son, how do you keep the Japanese culture alive uh, with so much different influences around Denmark? Ah, uh, good questions. Oh, uh, since the day he was born, mm-hmm. I decided that I would only speak Japanese to my son, no matter what situation, no matter where, and no matter what time. And uh, for me, I really want my son to understand my country's language, which is Japanese, and because that way he can communicate with my parent which is grandparent and uh, he can eventually I want him to go to Japan as maybe exchange student or something so he'll have easy way to you know mingle to the, the society if he knows the language and uh, we watch a lot of uh, Netflix mm-hmm. a lot of Japanese animation because I love anime and so we watch we speak and read and I teach him a Japanese lesson almost every day Maybe half an hour to forty-five minutes after okay. kindergarten. Um, does she, does, will will he be going to Japanese school? Is that available here in actually? In yes, uh, it's it's still new. Maybe two years old. Okay. But there is an international school in Ophus, mm-hmm. and they have um, a couple of Japanese kids because mm-hmm. uh, we had the Mitsubishi Vestas mm-hmm. uh, families. So there are uh, they make some Sunday school for Japanese kids. Okay. So he is allowed to go uh, for the half day. Half day, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, my first best friend actually in U.S. Uh, was Japanese. What? Yeah, yeah, and I uh, actually learned a lot the culture from him. Oh wow! And I was always it's him. Yeah, to him. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a pretty bum because every Saturday he would go to Japanese school, and I was like, I want to go to Filipino school. <laughs> Why isn't there a Filipino school? Uh-huh, uh-huh. And it was so nice because. Um, he was still intact with with the culture, uh-huh. and his parents made sure uh, that he knew the culture um, more Japanese than American. Mm-hmm. So he's American Japanese. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I thought that was really cool. I was like, "Where's Filipino school?" Yeah, but I was it, surrounded. There's none. No, oh. but there's lots of Filipinos, so you definitely right. don't miss the culture. There's so right, much you have a community. Yes, yes. Los Angeles is actually one of the biggest communities. Okay. There's uh, communities, even in Aarhus, there's a bunch of uh, Filipinos okay, that live okay. here. So the community is it's uh, quite big. It's quite big. Okay, so that cool. was actually uh, really nice. And I was jealous that my friend, that's my Japanese friend, um, he would go to school. I was like, I want to go to school. I actually tried to ask him. I was like, can I go to school? <laughs> <laughs> so we can stay together. Yeah, and hang out. <laughs> I know. So, yeah, that, I think I was like in second yeah. grade or something. <laughs> yeah. But it's really nice to have a Japanese school because um, he can because during normal day life he only listen Japanese for me or TV, and it's just different story when you have a conversation with someone real life or just watching a TV. So I'm really happy for the school. Um, how do you balance the the two um, cultures, especially having you know you're Japanese and mm-hmm. then he's staying? How do you balance? How do you balance that in in that in home? We don't really. Th- 
think about the balance. Actually, we just do whatever we like. <laughs> so we have Danish culture and Japanese culture. We just pick the best part of it. So yeah. for instance, uh, here in, in Denmark, the kids allowed to get uh, candies on Friday yeah. after kindergarten. I like that. So he does that. And on the other hand, uh, we have Japan has kids celebration day, which is in May 5th. So we do the kids party sometimes. So we just pick the good parts, the, the sweetest spots between the two cultures. And so they experience both. That's the really good nice. parts, yeah. yes. When your son actually goes back to Japan, um, does he feel like he's a foreigner, or does he? Do you make him sure he feels like um, he's, he's you're Japanese? He's still, you know, the last time he was in Japan was five years old, uh, so he's still a young kid. So I don't think he has this feeling that he's a foreigner. Yeah, I don't think he realized that himself. Yeah, and when he hangs out with his cousins. In Japan, um, he just plays just normal. So and his Japanese is he's, really yeah, good. Yeah, it, it gets really better quickly. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, what What do you think are the cultural differences uh, raising uh, kids here in Japan and versus um, Denmark? Yeah, as Jackie said, uh, I was also surprised how relaxed the, the raising is here in Denmark. Um, I, I have to say Japan is a little bit more strict especially with manners and uh, and uh, some small rules we have to follow. But Denmark is more more easy go, I would say. So I have to say that Denmark is, is more relaxed and it might be good for kids, but also about the personalities too. But I, so I don't, it's hard to say which is better, I mean, or good. Yeah. But uh, Denmark is absolutely relaxed. Yeah. Um, in Japan, you know, would you see kids like running around a restaurant like you would see here? <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the funny thing is, I noticed that the um, kids in Denmark are quiet to me. Mm-hmm. Like at the grocery stores, I mean, they they don't. I mean, okay, sometimes they they can cry or they can scream, but most of the time it's really quiet. But I see. I might see more Japanese kids kind of running around the supermarkets. To be honest, I don't know. Maybe it just happened to me. I see them. Um, when I was in Japan, but um, yeah, but uh, we pretty much have the same common sense as Denmark. So we teach the you know, like don't run around on the train or don't um, do this and that. But especially we're really uh, careful with the the shoes. Yeah, yeah, and if we don't like to have the shoes on. For example, uh, going to someone's houses or public transportations. You know, um, like sometimes kids like to sit reverse and just look at the windows yeah and now a lot of parents say that take the shoes off yeah so it doesn't get dirty so yeah we have a uh, some kind of small rules that kids want need to follow the funny thing is when um in the u.s the shoe t- taking off thing is not a thing you it's not okay no, i think it's coming though in the states some you know. places but mm. um not all, right. not all people mm. uh, take their shoes off. It's just more common to walk yeah, in the yeah, house yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and have your shoes on. And I'm actually used to that because that's what we did in my, right. my house and everything. But then my my Japanese friend, that's when I started taking <laughs> my shoes off. I was like, oh, yeah. But I still thought that was weird. But now owning <laughs> my own house, living in Denmark, I was like, it makes so much sense. Like yeah, how much yeah, dirt yeah. is under your yeah. shoes and yeah. everything. Yeah. Yeah, and the funny thing is, when when my husband, when we go back to the U.S., my husband always takes off his shoes. He he does. Yeah, he takes off his shoes, and I'm in there with my shoes, and he's like, "Take your shoes off." I was like, 
<laughs> put your shoes back on. I'm like, no, you don't do that. <laughs> yeah. It's, 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 it's okay to have your shoes on. Yeah. It's just still, even though I was in America, I took shoes off. I have to. Yeah. Yeah. I remember I was getting, I was super shocked when I saw American movies. Some Amer- you know, kids in the movie was just lying in the bed with the shoes on. I was like, why? How is it possible? <laughs> yeah, there's like a pet peeve now. I think so, yeah. <laughs> for me, now for living here in Denmark, um, taking the shoe off is a must. Like, I have to take my so shoes off. So you kind of naturally... Yeah, I naturally that, do yeah. it now. Even in, my, uh, even in the U.S., uh-huh. uh, in my house, um, I kind of have to transition in living into the U.S. I see, because I, see. I take my shoes off. I'm like, what am I doing that for? I'm like, I don't have to do that. <laughs> so I easily go, get back into, you know, yeah, um, yeah. back to the way it yeah. was. But then when I come back to Denmark, um, I automatically know, like, oh, okay, let's take the shoes off. <laughs> yeah, I think I like that way. It just keeps the house clean. It, it is. Yeah. It does. And it makes so much sense. Mm-hmm. Um, like the taking the shower, taking a shower before going swimming also makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's one thing I also had to get used to because yeah. you never take a shower before you go swimming. You take a shower oh, really? after. Yeah, is it like that in Japan? We, I think we took a shower before too. Yeah. Yeah, just clean off and then it's the same as going to that. Well, it's kind of becoming less and less, but if you go to public bath uh, or hot springs in Japan, people are supposed to wash your body first yeah. and then soak in. Yeah, I think in, in like spas. Spa, in the, okay. Yeah, in the spas, I think you do it, but like public um, swimming pools or anything, you just go in. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Now I think about it, it's kind of nasty, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'd be nice to clean your butt. Yeah, before I you know. Go. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, but now I'm used to it and I actually accept it. And I think it's like such a good thing. <laughs> I mem- I mentioned in my last episode um, that's actually coming up next week. Um, last episode next week. <laughs> Does it make sense? Is it? <laughs> uh, yeah. But um, my, yeah, my last episode that um, taking, a sh- I took my mom here and I took huh? her to the um, public swimming pool. Okay. And she's Filipina. So na- nakedness in the Philippines is a no-no. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, and so okay. I took her to the um, lock, the locker room where all the women change and, yeah. you know, take a shower because she yeah. wanted to see my daughter swim. And so I took her, and then she was in the like in shock to see all these women <gasps> naked. Yeah, completely. That's super uncomfortable. <laughs> like I saw her sweating. And I was just like, but I, oh, I'm so funny. Used, yeah. I saw. I'm so used to it. Yeah. I'm so used to it that I didn't second guess that my mom wasn't yeah, used to it. Yeah. And then afterwards, I was like, oh crap! No, no wonder you look so uncomfortable. I think in Denmark, people has less uh, pressure to about naked. Yeah. It's 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 not too too bad or too you know too shocking here. That's like people swim in the winter cold ocean. People swim naked. Here. Yeah, <laughs> they take I, off their. Clothes. That was I was shocked too. Yeah, yeah. Same I, for I, me. You, you, like, you should have seen me the first time. I I I, I like to swim. Yeah. In the sea. In, so up, in was, the winter. No, no, I don't oh, do the winter. Yeah, I, I used to do April <laughs> until probably beginning of November. Yeah. And uh, I got my English friend. Anthony to come with me yeah. and actually he liked it so he started coming in and we start meeting up early in the morning wow. uh, before we start working yeah. so we will go in jump and be surrendered by like 15 old ladies totally naked men no no ladies it was a, no like men apart. and we were oh. wearing we weren't wearing swimming trunks <laughs> you know so and Anthony the first time was like what is going on yeah. <laughs> but after a week 
you know, you are like, hello, how are you doing? It's, it's so just been, completely out, naked. Well, I wasn't. I, I'm not going to be, especially when it gets cold, <laughs> your thing goes <laughs> like tiny. So I wasn't about to expose that part of myself. But, they, but but you get used to that. All the people is naked around you. Yeah. 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 My oh. my first is- instinct was uh, the Viking festival here in, the, uh, in I've Denmark. S- I've seen it. I've heard it. Yeah, yep. I went. It was with my friends. And then my friends were like, let's go swimming. I was like, I'm in my underwear. And then my friends are like all naked. I was like, whoa. I Hello, know. friends. Hello, friends. Yeah. I think it's, <laughs> we're it's at that okay. level. We're at that level. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's okay for me to see the women's. I yeah. mean, I'm a woman too. But I don't know about the men. I don't know. Yeah. it's like hello (laughs) that's a different way of seeing you (laughs) yeah your friend yeah yeah, I know (laughs) would you and your husband ever uh, go back to uh, Japan to raise your kids we would probably not going back to Japan just to raise my son yeah eventually Uh, though in the future would you want to I don't think so there's uh, several reasons because one it's probably cheaper cheaper to raise the kids in Denmark than Japan Um, well, it depends on what part of Japan you live in, but you know, my family is in Tokyo, so it's it's rather more expensive than any other places. Yeah, um, and a lot of kids usually go to some kind of um, extra schooling after school. Whoa! To study for entrance exams and to to study, you know, whatever the the reason is, and that costs money too. So. Uh, I think that for me, probably Denmark might be more economical. Okay. And they have lots of, I mean, Denmark is one of the best country to raise the kids. I really think so. And uh, I really like the system here. Mm-hmm. And I don't like to stress kids too much about study. And I mean, it, it's important to study, but not too extreme. Yeah. So I I, yeah, I think that Denmark, and then plus, um, I want my kids to be very international. So. Mm-hmm. If you live here in Denmark, not, he knows Japanese, he knows Danish, and he's probably going to know very good at English as well. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that's a really good benefit for him. To so be multi I think so. I mean, I love my country, Japan. I'd probably choose Denmark to raise kids. Okay. Yeah. Um, are you afraid that your son won't feel Japanese when he gets um, older? And would you be disappointed that? Yeah, I. It's it's hard to predict the future i mean i don't think i'm not gonna be afraid because i have a feeling that he's gonna be feeling that he's japanese danish okay he's not gonna be feeling only danish or he's not gonna be feeling only japanese i think he's gonna be yeah i'm 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 japanese danish mix yeah and that's what i want i want 50 50 equal so at this moment the way he is raising he's both exposed to both you know cultures so I, I'm not too afraid of that. And I think he's going to be okay being Japanese-Danish. Okay. Yeah. And also, I think in Denmark, um, being international, you also have international, not just Danish, but you also have other cultures yeah. influencing you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Germany, sure. yeah, Italy. Yeah, I like that. Everything. Yeah, it's more mingle. It's more yeah. blending. Versus uh, if it was in Japan, it's just Japan is going to be more Japanese. Yeah. <laughs> so I think Denmark is probably more international in a way. And it's it's Europe, so it's easy to travel to other countries. It's cheap, and I mean, yeah. So I think Denmark is a good place for the uh, for being uh, international. Okay, um, have it been an easy journey uh, with the language, uh, finding work, uh, friends uh, oh, since yeah. you've been here in, in Denmark? <laughs> well, 
Uh, first of all, the language. I was telling Jackie before, but、um, it's, it's not as easy as I thought. <laughs> I was I, like, oh, you know, I speak English. I can speak Danish, no problem, but it's, it's not it. It's,、yeah. uh, it's a completely still diff- different languages. <laughs> and、uh, a lot of, I, I just can't do a lot of pronunciations correctly. So I have to fake it all the time or smile, just, you know, fake it. Cute Japanese smile. <laughs> uh, <laughs>、um, and uh, the friendship, it's, it's,、uh, it's n- everybody says it's difficult to make friends in Denmark, but I honestly think a lot of countries are difficult to make friends if you're a foreigner,、mm-hmm. unless you move into some kind of super Latino countries or actually a lot of, I might be surprised, but Muslim countries, it's easy to make friends. I have traveled a lot of Muslim countries. Yeah. Um, but、uh, yeah, like Japan, for example, a lot of people, foreigners, actually become lonely because it's difficult to make Japanese local friends. So, but、uh, regardless, my not so good Danish, I think I'm doing okay to make. F- I don't think I have so many friends, anyways. <laughs> but I, I do my best to make, make friends. And when you open up, they usually open up after a couple tries. Yeah. <laughs> And I try to find the same、uh, common, let's see, hobbies, or, or especially people who are interested in Japan.、Mm-hmm. I make friends with it very easy because we have something, the top, same topics to talk about. So, yeah, and especially since he started going to kindergarten, I started becoming, becoming friends with mother friends, which is good because we can share the、uh, advice or problems or, you know, talk. So it's been a, a plus. For me, that he's going to kindergarten here at local.、Mm-hmm. So I can make friends that way too. Yeah, I actually created friends through my daughter's burn a h o u n d Yep.、Um, because some of the parents、um, want to be friends. Yes. Our, our kids have friends, and so they would reach out to me. Yeah. I was always nervous about my Danish, though. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm,、um, mm-hmm. But everyone's so nice to you know, switch to English with、mm-hmm. me. Even though I try really hard to be Dan-、mm-hmm. uh, speak Danish,、mm-hmm. which I try to do every day, I、yeah. speak Danish to my, the pedagogues. Yeah. And also, if I have trouble, I always switch to English. Yeah, yeah. Because I don't want、If、to have a. It's important. Yeah, I don't want to have any miscommunication.、Yep. or... Because I, I did have a miscommunication at one point with the teacher. Of course, yeah.、Um, It I, it's going to happen, I yep. guess. Yep. And now I learn. It's like, I'm just going to switch to English if yes, I'm having something hard, important. Yeah, hard time. Yeah. I do that too. But I was like with you when you said, oh, yeah, how hard can Danish be? Because when I first moved here, I was like, give me six months. <laughs> I'm going on seven years, and I'm like, I can do conversational. I can do conversational. Yeah, yeah me too. Like, hi, how are you?、Uh, My name is. Da, 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 I live here.、Yeah. <laughs> What do you do this weekend? Yeah. Hang、yeah. o weekend. Yeah. It's funny. Some mothers I speak only Danish, and、yeah. some mothers I speak English. And the mother, English mother friends, when, I, when she hears me speaking Danish, she's like, You speak Danish, Coco? I was like, oh, kind of. <laughs> But、uh, yeah, it's a good practice, I guess, to talk to the mother friends. Just、yeah. casual conversation. Yeah I, yeah, I try to do that. And then now my daughter is four years old.、Mm-hmm. So she, start, she wants her friends to come over. Oh, oh yeah. So I'm so <laughs> nervous. I know, I know, I know. Yes, I know. And I, yeah, I, I went through that too. So, because I'm like, how are the kids going to understand? Yeah, and now、me? you have to make sure that they're entertained and. Yes, you have to give a care and 
in Danish. Yeah, all in Danish, and it's like it puts pressure on you. Yeah, like just keep smiling. Yeah, pressure that we would <laughs> never have if you lived back in Japan. Yeah, or if I oh. was living in the U.S., yes. I'd be like the fun mom. Yes, or and kids Danish are hard to understand. Yeah, I have to say, yeah, ooh. Good luck. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and she's always like, "Mommy, I want uh, my friends to come over." I was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." <laughs> yeah, yeah, just uh, you, you, you make it through. Yeah, It'd be funny. <laughs> I used to work as a music teacher in a school here oh, wow. in Denmark for a while, and I didn't speak any Danish. Wow. So they went and, and I thought, well, they're hiring me. They know I don't speak any Danish. They're gonna put me with the older kids yeah. that know how to speak English. Yeah. No. They put me with the first grade, second grade, third grade, fourth grade, with nobody spoke English. I was funny. They loved me. Oh, wow. wow. And actually, I found out ways to communicate with them. Yeah, I actually learned that. quite a lot of Danish with them. Yeah. And we had fun. And it was great. Wow. I didn't need so any successful. language. Yeah. It's oh. just, I just was like, okay, they're children. If I make them laugh, mm-hmm. everything is going to be good. Mm. Also, I think the kids don't judge you. No, they they don't know what judgment it is, judgment is yet. So no. they don't judge you. They just you're the. Funny. They just talk to you like yeah. Ah, and if you don't get it, like um, okay, well. <laughs> yeah, they just kind of go on their own thing. They're not trying. To, oh, my daughter corrects me, but <laughs> oh yeah, my son too. <laughs> All the time, and I think I'm gonna get that for life. Yeah, yeah, we have to live for that yeah <laughs> you deserve it probably yeah, probably after be- you have uh, all these revelations that come at the beginning of the program i start looking more and more into your evil soul <laughs> <laughs> that's true because my mom when uh, she was raising me in the u.s mm. i was correcting her english and okay. everything of course you speak uh, tagalog, tagalog, tagalog yeah, yeah. Tagalog. Um, but then i learned english very quickly right know, as a, a five-year-old or uh-huh. four-year-old moving here or mm-hmm. to the u.s i learned english very quickly and mm-hmm. then when my mom would speak i would correct her and now i'm getting it i'm getting it tenfold it's with same, my daughter it's the same yeah circle. it's the circle <laughs> it comes back oh, so yeah. Be nice to your mom, everyone. <laughs> I, I gotta be nice to my son too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. because it comes back. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, uh, what made? Uh, let's just uh, you know switch gears a little bit from you know being parents in an international atmosphere to your passion for uh, drawing. Um, you were doing uh, graphic designs, and then you came to Denmark. Mm-hmm. And you realized that, uh, oh, you probably always thought that you loved manga. How did you turn your passion t- uh, into drawing, into like something you can yes. do business for? Or? Yeah, so it was, um, I actually, since I moved to Denmark, I was at, lo- I was at lost. Yeah. Meaning I didn't know what I really want to do. I didn't know uh, what's me. And uh, so I was, I was trying to look for a job as a graphic designer or this and that, and it never really went successfully. And I took some, you know, uh, uh, freelance works here and there. But then I, one day, um, I was doing some. Um, I decided there's a the library called the Dock One in office. It's the biggest one, and they were having this. Um, uh, autumn, like a creative fair kind of thing. Yeah. So I contact them and say, hey, um, I actually uh, do some drawings and can I have some uh, open, like a, like a workshop space? Yeah. And they're like, yeah, sure, well, I'll give you a, a, 
uh, tables and chairs. So why don't you just join? So I did that, and uh, I actually got a really huge tables for like maybe twenty people seats. And I was like, nobody's gonna sit down here. I'm gonna just by myself with that, you know, big huge tables. But I was wrong. I, the the table was booked like all day long, with the kids and adults coming in and out, in and out for drawing, drawing, drawing. And even one girl was staying with me for six hours. She forgot to eat lunch. She was focused on drawing. Wow! So I got the lights, you know, like light bulbs. Like, yeah. Like oh, I mean, okay. Well, people like to draw, especially uh, manga. I didn't know it was such a, you know, popular. I mean, people even I didn't even know that people know manga or anime. I mean, of course, there's a uh, Netflix and stuff. So of course they do. And and then that got me that direction. Like maybe I can try this more, push more to this way. And then, um, so that was the the starting point. I had a really successful workshop. It was free. Yeah, it brings more people. So that was the yeah the starting point. I would say. Well, from from there, you realized that um, there was a, a market for it here yeah. in Denmark. Yes. So yes. you didn't even realize you were doing a pop up. You kind of just exactly like, just yeah to see. yeah. And then after that, I got a contact from uh, Doc One actually. Yeah. Hey Coco, I saw you're very successful, and would you like to do like an official workshop with us? And uh, during the workshop, uh, the first trial, I became kind of you know, acquaintance with one of the staff, and she was keeping an eye on that. Maybe uh, we can talk about that workshop in the future. So uh-huh. she contacted me again, and I was like, "Sure, why not?" And I posted my um, uh, paid workshop information to my community. I live in a small area called Gamelo Skyview. Mm-hmm. The nicest place. I love it there, and uh, the parents are responding. Oh, what are you doing? My kids love to draw, and one person, my neighbor, asked me, "Hey, Coco, my girl is seven years old. Can she go?" And it's that time it was a little bit too small, so I said, uh, "She can draw, but it might be too small for her." Yeah, I'm um, sorry, age is too small. And he said, "Okay, well, would you be still interested in teaching her drawing?" Yeah, and I was like, "Do you? Are you? I mean." The parents paid money to me to teach kids drawing. Really, so yeah, that was another how do you say like break point. Yeah, that I realized okay, there's a popularity. Yeah, people like to draw and people pay me to teach drawing. I got to do this. Also, it's paying you for something you like doing. Exactly. This so I was shocked. I yeah. was shocked. <laughs> do you think you would? Come to this, uh, getting paid to what you like doing, drawing, drawing manga. If you didn't move abroad, or um, for example, if you stayed in the U.S., Seattle, do you think you'll just do the grind nine to five oh at the work? You know, workplace? I was so happy with my work. I was an illustrator too. I was drawing a character uh, for the mascot character for the company, yeah. and I probably wouldn't have noticed that. I don't think so. So in a way. Um, Moving to Denmark, having a tough time looking for a job, I have to struggle to find my calling. You know, how do you say like Northern Light? Really helped me to find out that manga drawing is for me. So it was hard time, and now I'm slowly coming out of it. I feel like yeah, yeah. And then um, so we did this uh, test trial kids mini lesson uh-huh. at my home. I was. Super ultra nervous because I did it in Danish. Was this your first first lesson? Yeah. First alone lesson was and paid. Oh, 
Actually, yes, it was. Uh, no, actually, I, I did a, a free trial because mm -hmm. I, I wasn't sure about my skills. And so I said, okay, well, we'll just do a quick, quick one. Just bring your friends. And then we did that for uh, 30, 40 minutes in Danish only. And the kids loved it. They, they loved my city jokes. So I was like, okay, it's a chance. And then next week, the parents said, my kids want to continue. How much should I pay you? I and you're like, like, money? I was like, my money. <laughs> and so, yeah, uh, that's a really, really happy, shocking moment. And are you still doing these workshops uh, moving forward after that? Um, yes, yeah, so the kids still with me. They come, well, it's Corona time now. So yeah. we switched to online, but I still teach them weekly. Okay. Um, and then in the, before the summer, because of the Corona, yeah. everybody was not supposed to travel. So yeah. a lot of people stay in the country. I got to use the opportunity, yeah. quotation mark, to my business. So I made this promotion video at TikTok. <laughs> Say, I'm not dancing, but I just say, Hi, I'm Coco, Japanese illustrator. I'm doing this manga shop workshop. If you're in Denmark, come to me. And that video went viral. Yay! Yay! So I got so Boom. yeah, seriously. I I got so many questions and comments like, "Where are you? I mean, how much this cost? And where do I sign up? And really, it's another you know another shocking moment. Yeah. Like money and viral. So it realized me that people are hungry for manga workshops. So thanks for the TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> My workshop got sold out. Wow. And I have to actually create more classes because I couldn't take everybody. So I did that. And then uh, I had a successful workshop. I keep a really good relationship with their parents. Mm -hmm. uh, they say, oh, my kids really loved it. You should do more. And so, okay, we'll think about this. And then I decided to open up for the fall semester. Mm -hmm. And almost everybody who came to my workshop joined for my physical lessons. Because uh, I had a student came from Copenhagen for the summer wow. workshop. Like, you came from three, what? And she's like, yeah, because I don't be, yeah, I, I like to draw. So it was that people are hungry for manga drawing. Yeah. And, <laughs> and then a lot, almost everybody who are around this neighborhood yeah. joined for my uh, autumn, uh, the fall semester class. So that's uh, how am I, you know, expanding. And but because it's a Corona time again, yeah, everything is back to online. Mm -hmm. It was physical class before, but uh, now I'm thinking about expanding more yeah, to yeah, like people in Copenhagen or Odense. I had a student from Odense too, wow. or Oldborg. Yeah, it's, it's all through TikTok. Yeah, <laughs> I wasn't dancing. Yeah, but, yeah. but no, that's that's great because yeah. it shows uh, so how the power of social media yes. and also yes. the power of just letting yourself yes. be authentic. Yes, and reach out to people. And I was really lucky too. I really think that when you do business, kind of luck kind of counts a lot. Yeah, <laughs> timing and luck. Yeah. of course, hard work too. But but yeah, so it was a crazy moment. It was like a roller coaster. You know I mean? Like going up, 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 up. I don't uh, know. I don't know, Jackie. If yeah. in the states, manga is was popular when you grew up. But when I grew up, manga animation for kids in Chile was huge. Was I, oh, the South America is huge. Yeah, 
We, we grew up like with a, manga cartoons. Like, like a, did you watch uh, Captain Tsubasa? Like a soccer? Yeah, or oh, oh, oh Macros, Candy. <laughs> yes, 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 uh, all of them. <laughs> you know, I grew up with them. So for us, manga is like... It's, it's that's a part a, of your life, right? Yeah, it's part of our life. It's one of the biggest cultural exports of Japan. I, really? I because have to market we, 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 wouldn't, we wouldn't have sushi at that point, mm-hmm. but we would have manga cartoons. Yeah. You know? You watch it on the national TV. National TV. Wow. Yeah, same for uh, US. Uh, Sailor Moon was huge. Yeah, Sailor Moon. Yeah, Sailor Dragon Moon, Ball. Dragon Ball Z, Pokemon. Of, of course. So of that's course. what I grew up with, actually. Yeah. Um, I was obsessed with uh, Sailor Moon. Oh my God. Yeah, obsessed. Uh, it would always come on right before we'd go to school uh, okay. at seven thirty. <gasps> So you you got up early in the morning just to watch anime? Um, we yeah, because we'd get ready and then we go to our, our friend's house. We watch uh, half an hour of um, Sailor Moon and okay. then we get uh, brought to school. Huh? So maybe I can even target some parents. Hey, do you want to feel nostalgic drawing Sailor yeah. Moon or something? And I think it brings nostalgic <laughs> to a lot of parents because I loved Sailor Moon. Yeah, I was in love with Darian. Yeah. <laughs> okay, you had a crush. Jesus. <laughs> that was my first manga you crush. Had, I had a crush on an anime character. To you. Yeah. I thought I was going to marry him. Yeah. But he didn't you have any Yeah, I think it was like a me may from macros, I think. Like <laughs> was she a singer girl? <laughs> yes, I know. <laughs> yeah. And then there was there there was a, 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 a the super agent cobra. <laughs> which was like when you were older, that was very sex <laughs> cartoon. You know? Yeah, I actually yeah. it I was know. this guy, no? I, in the computer I think it really like people are people no matter what age or what generations so when we are really into something yeah. it kind of again the circles like yeah. you know the kids now okay they are they know iPad and internet and this and that we didn't have that time no. but they still like to watch certain stuff and they still fall have a crush on the characters yeah. and it's the same thing so, and I was like hey you guys are my people Yeah. so let's do something fun together yeah and then I always loved trying to draw yeah. uh, the, the characters the drawings never die yeah, I no, have to say it doesn't it's, even though we they face maybe in thousand years later I still think that people are still drawing at some point you know I think it rotates because I stopped drawing and then I had my daughter uh-huh. and I would, yes, yes, I would yes. sit down and draw with her. Me too, yeah. And it comes back, right? Yeah, it comes back and yeah. I feel like as a, an, a, a mom, uh-huh. you can kind of act like a child again. It's okay to start <laughs> drawing again or it's okay to play Barbies. Yeah, yeah. Because if, if you're an adult and you don't have a child and you're playing Barbies, right. that's kind of weird. It's, it's good to know that you stop behaving as a child at some point. I wasn't aware of it. <laughs> <laughs> no, playing with toys. Yeah, it's funny. Um, I was seven years old when I first read manga. Yeah, okay. And that time it was a CRT TV, the thick... The big one? The big one. <laughs> With and the back? When, and when they had the a manga girl popped out, I quickly brought the TV and print a uh, paper to the TV. I could trace it. Ah. I remember that I was still seven years old. And I stopped drawing, actually, when I was, I don't know, teenager, maybe? Because I teenager, something else. Yeah. But then I came back again to to draw so and now i don't think i'm gonna ever stop drawing okay yeah. so how did you go back to drawing again um and um move forward from that yeah how did i go back um it wasn't anything until the to be honest dog one yeah <laughs> okay so you were you rediscovered it then uh, your passion for it yeah because when i was in america i did draw for fun but it was never 
I was never really serious or continuously. Um, so actually not until like a year ago, what, two years okay. ago. I didn't really get back to drawing, but now I draw every day. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm super happy about this. And it's some kind of meditation with it too, because you kind of just let your mind like go I mean, free. I, and it's, it's something like we talked about the going back, but it's really my nature. Yeah. Is I am nerd. I'm an otaku <laughs> and I love anime characters. I have a crush on them and I want to draw. And and it's just coming back to natural cocoa. And that makes me feel. Authentic. Yeah. Makes me really. Uh, calm and it's just me you know yeah i'm not, I'm not high i'm not faking i'm not I'm, I'm me yeah yeah and now you're creating a business to I try to yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. well it's it seemed like it's getting so su- successful um it, you're earning money from it you're not doing it for free anymore and there's people that want to do it it's yeah traveling from copenhagen odense yeah alberg they touch my heart yeah yeah so, so that shows you that there's commitment to people that actually want to yeah to draw yeah and i also uh try to over deliver like if students want something i try to give more than what they ask for mm-hmm. and i want to be i don't want to be a butthole am i allowed to say that <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> i want to be a butthole business owner <laughs> so i want to be a uh, understanding and you know offer what is uh, reasonable for the parents yeah um and the kids as well so I just try to do my best, I guess. Yeah, and it, I still make a lot of mistakes, but it's part of it, you know. It's part of the the growth to mm-hmm. learn to mm-hmm. um, adapt uh, yeah. to it. Yeah, and also you're doing it all in a different language. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> you got to give yourself yes. credit. Oh yeah, but the language wise, thanks to Denmark, because a lot of people are really good at English. Yeah. Uh, the older kids I do in English. Okay. Yeah, only small kids I do in Danish, which is seven years old to ten, but after they are. 11, 12, they are, you know, understand fairly good uh, uh, English. And some kids there, they actually like that because they can learn drawing mm-hmm. and they can learn English at the same time. So okay. it's it's really, yeah, and it's very international feelings. Yeah. So, so you, they both benefit. You benefit from so. speaking yeah. Danish and then they benefit yeah. from... And then I talk about Japan all the time. So they get to know uh, some of the, the country and yeah. Also the culture, I think. Yes. They're getting from drawing, they're getting the culture yeah. and then drawing it yeah. and then you yeah. talking exactly. about it. Sometimes I share my Japanese recipe, like you know, muffins or cookies. If I get some candies from Japan, I share with my students. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're really, really excited about seeing some foreign candies from Japan. So, and Sorry, did you say you share some food if you are a student? Um, I, how can I join? <laughs> I'll give you my contact info. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you make the like the, the bento, or um, do you make like a little treat for for them? That's kind of like Japanese um, culture that they can experience. I used to make a lot of bento yeah. art boxes, but I don't do that anymore. Actually, I. Um, but for the little kids again, uh, I just give some candies. Okay, Japan, and then we have the. How do you get the candies? My parents. <laughs> oh, okay. I asked them. Yeah. <laughs> They have some kind of cute drawing sometimes. Yeah. Or they have some kind of, um, like, a, I don't know, like a, a tricks. 
when you open the, the box, there's some kind of stickers inside or something like that. But I think in Japan, they have all these cute things. They have the best stationery. <laughs> I think so. It's, it's so plain here. It's like white paper. But in Japan, they have little characters, little drawings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Little all the, bags all for the everything. characters on the top of the notebook cover yeah. and stuff like that. Actually, I, yeah, I should get more, but I don't have it in my hands. I never really show it to the, my students. Yeah. But one day, I'd love to introduce some stationery as well. Uh, a lot of uh, manga drawing tools I use. Uh, everything is from Japan. Yeah. And and some students ask me what I use. So I try to, you can buy at the Denmark actually. There are a store uh, that sells the Japanese stationeries. Mm-hmm. So I just refer them that you can buy here and there. There, like markers. There's, a, there's a Japanese stationery? It's not, it's okay. <laughs> you have a like, sparkly eyes. I was like, oh my gosh, because in the <laughs> it, US. It, this is just basically, just in general, uh, huge stationery stores and they cover some of the Japanese okay. stuff. <laughs> I was like, maybe it's, it's a good business too, well, maybe. No, because I love Sanrio. Yeah. So that's, also, that's another Japanese thing. What's your, what's your favorite with? character? Uh, Kuropi. Kenopi, of yeah, course. Like, frog. And Pachaco. Huh? Pachaco. I'm saying it wrong. The one with the, do- the dog. Okay, I probably, if I see a picture, I probably yeah, recognize it. It's a dog. But I, I know Kenopi. I have the uh, doll at home, actually. I gave it to my daughter. Okay. It's Pachaco, the purple one. Okay. The purple doggy. I'm oh. not saying it right. <laughs> P- Did you buy in Denmark? No, no, no. I, I, from the this city. is actually with me when I was little. I kept oh. like oh, I still have some stationaries actually at home oh, wow. that I, I've kept because I loved Japanese stationery. Okay. It's, it's, See, I'm saying that someone listening to this podcast, maybe they got a hint. I mean, I think it it might be a market in a way. Yeah. Yeah, Japanese stationery, food and stationery yeah. in manga. <laughs> yeah. Um. When I was starting school and you go back to school shopping uh-huh. and I would love, I would always uh, beg to go to a San Rio store. Okay. Yeah, it's not as big anymore. Okay. But it was huge when I was younger. Okay. I would go so there. just spin, spin money. Yeah. And, just buy, and buy, they buy. weren't cheap. Like yeah, for, it's for expensive. Paper, yeah. It was like $5 and it was like five, five sheets of paper or something Ooh. or a pencil. But yeah, they were yeah, so yeah. pretty. And, I and it's just, colorful yeah. and pink and purple. Yeah. And it's, I'm sure it's going to be all over girls. Like I'm, that. I was never into uh, Hello Kitty. Okay. But that's huge in the U.S. There's yeah, actually... I'm wearing the Hello Kitty shirt Are you wearing today? a Hello yes, Kitty shirt? I'm wearing the Hello Kitty shirt today. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. But this is cool because it's got the ribbon. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, just showing off my shirt. <laughs> but with the Hello Kitty... Hello Kitty is the biggest one. There Hello Kitty art shows. There's a Hello okay. Kitty cafe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, everything in yeah, the U.S. Yeah. You can go in Irvine, California. There's the first Hello Kitty yeah. pop up, mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. you can get your cappuccinos, and it has a Hello Kitty in oh, it. Oh, on, on top every- of that, yeah, everything Hello Kitty. That's uh, really nice. I think that's the like the superstar yeah. of all the San Rios. It's actually I just think about this. Uh, you know, some real and anime stuff. But the first people I made a friends with in Denmark actually from anime club. There's an anime club? Here? Yes, it is an anime club in Elfus. There's a local, some anime like meetup uh, clubs. So, oh. there are my... <laughs> Don't be distracted by sorry. me dancing. I was dancing in the background. We had the sound tech Dave dancing yeah. in the background. We got distracted. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. I, I thought was that was something was wrong. <laughs> no, 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 no. I was just is, saying is 10 okay? minutes. Yeah, okay. <laughs> 10 minutes? No, then, yeah. No. Okay. okay. But what, what were you talking about? The anime Oh, yeah. The, the first friends yeah. I made with the uh, anime friends. And also, um, because before studying the anime uh, drawing, I was also doing a, a cartoon series of my life in Denmark. It's called Scandinavia. Okay. I closed it 
kind of because um, I was doing it for so many years, and yeah. it was a little bit difficult to monetize it. Yeah. Um, but because of the second age cartoon, I was invited to make a speech at the anime convention in Denmark. Wow. Um, so from there, I made a friend, and then I was invi- one of the friends invited me to teach more manga for her workplace, which is in school in Grano. So kind of expanding through the friendship and yeah because i love the manga and then the, we have the same interest hobby people and uh-huh. that is really strong mm-hmm. especially if you are living in the foreign countries if we have something same interest that's the that's the key point i think okay to grow your lifestyle or your business whatever that is yeah your passion whatever yeah. it is and also being as international you kind of have to look at things differently because yeah. Um, for example, work, you want, you said when you came here, you kind of opened up so many different things. You're like, what do I want to do with my life? I also felt the same. It's like, what am I going to do with my life? I mean, you are living in a foreign country in a different language. It's, things are not the same. same. I have to say it's not equal sometimes. And uh, so, as you say, you have to look differently and you have to know. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't know, but it's, it takes time to figure out, I think. You're super lucky. Maybe you, maybe you get a job, dream job right away. Yeah. But most of the time, it doesn't work that way. No, so. no. And then, yeah, I was when I came here, I was lucky enough to have a job uh, that, tra- not transferred me, but brought me over from the U.S. And I, I loved that job um, for over five years. And then after that, I was kind of like had kids. And I was like, do I really want to yeah. do this for the rest of my yeah. life? Having kids changed too. Yeah. Yeah. The mentality. It's like, I want to do something that I love uh, that my kids see that I love. Mm-hmm. And I'm all, if I'm just grinding nine to five, oh, actually here in Denmark, it's like mm-hmm. more eight to two. <laughs> yeah, yeah, eight to two, yeah, or seven to yes. two. Yeah, seven to one. <laughs> it's not Which full. is shocking too. Yeah. yeah, that's another story of yeah. work life. I'll come back again. <laughs> yeah, work life in Denmark. <laughs> But it, becoming a parent, becoming an international parent just changes the way you look, look at life and how you want to live it um, and adapting to things. Yeah. So with with this journey of you being, um, you know, a manga artist now, mm-hmm. do you call yourself a manga artist <laughs> yeah, oh, now? Oh, I feel really high. Yeah. <laughs> you should. You're, you're doing something you love. You're teaching teaching kids yeah. uh, how to draw yeah. and how to... Yeah. Look, tap into their passion yeah. and drawing. Actually, my Danish husband said the last thing uh, about the manga art business is that when we are a child, uh, young, we grew up and we have some kind of adults that still remember for a long, long time, mm-hmm. like a good teachers or good uh, coaches or whoever. And I will be so happy that when these little kids, they might grow up after 10 years, hey, I used to have this Japanese teacher who speak really bad Danish, but she told me how to throw manga. I loved it. Yeah. It's, it's, I think it's going to be one of my life dream that yeah. kids to remember me when they grow up um, and have a good memory about drawing. That's, yeah. that's going to be a really yeah, fulfill my uh, yeah, passion, I guess. I have to say that, Coco, I won't forget you. In a good way, I hope. Yes, in a good way. <laughs> you can you can go on her uh, website, Draw with Coco, right? Yes, the uh, website is a drawwithcoco.com, and yeah. Coco is a K-O-K-O. Yeah. And uh, there's a contact info in Instagram or yeah. TikTok, so you can yeah contact me from there. Yeah, so if anyone wants to do some manga drawing, and uh, your kids yeah, probably want to do it. Yeah, come to me. We have fun. 
Coco has it, and you have a really awesome. Now it's online for now, right? Uh, and it's online for now until yes, the whole until the corona day. gets oh, quiet. Hopefully, that will uh, yeah, hope so. Quiet down. Mm-hmm. Um, has this ber- journey uh, to finding your passion, uh, at also as being international and starting a business, has it been a hard? Uh, journey for you hard yeah oh yeah it's been hard because to find this the manga drawing was hard it's like i was in a long dark tunnel but uh someday if you keep trying and you just try everything you can and you might see the light bulbs yeah yeah um like when you reached out to Doc It, um, what made you reach out to them? Uh, oh, you already mentioned they had a it workshop. Was, yeah, but f- because it's one of the big libraries in yeah. Denmark, so it gives a good credit. Yeah. If I, it, yeah, so I just wanted to do that for some kind of... Or is it for fun? Just yeah, like, oh, we'll and see. then I have to, yeah, and just see if I can have a guts to do it. Yeah. And I have to do something I don't want to do. I'm I, I, I'm nervous about doing, and but it's all about challenging and doing something that you know you you have to go out of the comfort zone, and that's why I contact them. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, what would be your tips for any anyone out there that you know international, kind of lost and want to? They love something but really afraid to do to do it because of I judgment. As I said, to try anything you can within your powers. It might be you can open an Instagram or YouTube or going to the fair or conference and see what people reaction. And and if people are willing to pay money for it. Yeah. And if the money is something that you are happy with. So, and then um, uh, it might be really realistic advice, but uh, have some financial backup, <laughs> have some savings because yeah. it takes time yeah. to build the income coming i would say so yeah try everything and have a safe money backup and uh, just try to be positive i guess yeah be happy try to be happy yeah and positive and believe in yourself also i think um to not be afraid to reach out for help because we're in the same group and you're always posting on on, on groups. Am about, I? Not always, but <laughs> you you ask for advice like yeah. about your pricing or if yeah. this will work. Yeah, and talk I think, to people. I think that helps a lot. Yeah, uh, get your confidence yeah. to. You, you can't do this by yourself. No. Yeah, you need uh, some people's advice or opinions. Yes, and a healthy network. Yeah. So yeah. So you. Um, do you think the internationals, the the manga people that uh, you've made friends with, has helped you too? Um, Absolutely. Absolutely, yes. So another word is a uh, network. Mm-hmm. It's important. But it's not something you can try to make network and be friends with. It sometimes comes naturally in a way. But yeah, it definitely helps. Um, since we're going to be wrapping this up right now, um, I know you're coming up with another little work session or a workshop, mm-hmm. uh, a Christmas special. Do you want to uh, explain a little bit about the Christmas special? Yeah, uh, because uh, so again, the corona, everybody is not really supposed to travel. A lot of people are in the country. So I am going to do some uh, online workshops. And I'm, I'm right now, I'm making some courses, like workshops and, and time and scheduling. But once it's up there, I'm going to post on my website mm-hmm. on the top page. So you should be able to see and there's also a newsletter sign up okay i never spam i promise so you can sign up for that i send you updates and sometimes discounts and cool stuff 
Yeah, only cool stuff, yes. not spamming. Yes, <laughs> that's cool a good stuff. thing. That's good to hear. Yeah, so more so people sign will up. sign up. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for mm-hmm. joining me you and bet. talking thank about you your me. passion for uh, drawing, manga, also your background and how you got here <laughs> with your kids and all this uh, interesting things. I think we we talked about, and I think it's so great that you wanted to share it to um, you know the community and also yeah, to, to the world pleasure. with the podcast. Yes. And um, I will have your information, you know, Instagram links, TikTok, <laughs> TikTok links, uh, all the links on my uh, website. So if you guys are interested to have online uh, drawing session, you can contact uh, Coco through my website um, and contact her. And yeah, also and check out fun. her check out her work on TikTok because she's right. so cool. She does all the dances. I <laughs> <laughs> try anyways until next time guys this is a wrap uh don't forget to hit the like button subscribe follow me all that good stuff that social media is uh feel free to contact me also bye until next time everyone